hello and welcome to the second episode of conversations at the well i'm your host the witness and we are here as usual to expose circumstances decisions situations that bring out the weakness in us human beings and we are here to celebrate those things that bring up strength that help us to get up from those situations where we feel tied down so just to go through a recap of what we talked about in the first episode we saw the first encounter of god with men at the well the very first encounter at the well where Hagar had run away from Sarah her master because of the situation that she felt she had no power over and she felt maltreated and she ended up at the well crying out for God's help right so in the first episode after recording it there is a statement which I kept on saying and after listening to the podcast before uploading it um, it did not make sense to me. It felt like a very redundant statement and I didn't want to upload that episode. But after listening to it, the Holy Spirit in me said, that's exactly what I wanted you to say. So the statement was, I kept on saying, standing in your place of position. So as I was listening, I thought, what is to stand in a place of position that sort of sounded like a redundant statement like it was meaningless but this is what the holy spirit revealed to me and i hope if i share it to you it's going to make a difference in your life as well so if you are in your house and i say to you i need you to go outside so you will stand up and go outside you can be anywhere you can be at your gate you can go outside your gate you can be anywhere outside right so that counts as a place right but if i say to you i want you to go to your gate or to your exit point to a specific point then that's a position it's different from a place you see so the holy spirit was ministering to me that that's exactly what the statement means when you are in a place of position you are in a specific point in reference to your environment you are not just anywhere where no one can uh, tell that okay this is the exact location but you are at a specific position in relation to the environment around you if i say go to your gate i know if i want to locate you you would be at your gate but if i say go outside if i want to locate you i might have to look around outside for a while i won't know exactly where you are so a place in position is a specific point where you ought to be right so today's message is titled what is your strategy what is your strategy right so we want to talk about the fact that as christians or as human beings rather let me start from there as human beings the moment god created us we know that in genesis it says let us make men in our own image so at that point at that very moment we became enemies to the devil right and to top that up 
when you became a Christian, when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you even made a confession with your mouth and you made it official. You were not on the devil's side. So, brothers and sisters, this is a battle. It's a battle first because you are a human being created in the image of God. Secondly, if you are a Christian, if you made that confession to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, you are the Lord over my life, then you are you made an official statement to say you are in battle with the devil so i'm asking you what is your strategy do you have a strategy moving around in life as you go about your daily activities or you just wake up and you, your life is overcrowded by these things that we need to do in life we need to go to work we need to take care of our children we've got so many things so many things that the devil has filled our lives with that we don't even take time to think of these things such as what is your strategy right if you have ever watched a movie about war maybe world war two world war one something that you will see in that movie you will see the generals the commanders they will lay out a plan on a table maybe it's a map they are plotting out positions they are plotting out their movements they will start from this position and then they know where they are going to go from that position and who is going to go in which direction that is what we call a strategy they prepare beforehand because this is war and when it comes to war there has to be a casualty someone has to lose someone has to win so if you don't have a strategy and you are in a war with the devil what are you expecting to happen in your life are you expecting miracles are you expecting god to work out miracles for you because in the bible it the bible specifically calls us to watch and pray watch and pray which is part of our strategy but if you are just going through life willy-nilly no strategy nothing what do you expect to happen in your life what is your strategy right so i want us to think about these things and as i talked about standing in position the bible says that after doing so many things our own portion is for us to stand when the devil has brought his war against us all we need to do is stand right so we need to stand on the word of god that's the place in position that's the specific place in position where we need to stand so how do we know that this is the strategy that God wants us to take? Let's go to Ephesians 6 verse 13. Ephesians 6 verse 13, which says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil, and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You see, all this that we are told about, that we are told we need to do the whole armor. 
we do it as we stand on the word of god we need to stand in position what is our position our position is the word of god that is our strategy but most of us just go through life willy-nilly not knowing where we are going if we look at the story i shared last week in genesis 16 the story about sarah and hagar we understand that the confusion that led to Hagar running away was because Sarah could not stand in position. Sarah knew that God had spoken a word, had released a word over her life with Abraham that she would be the mother of all nations. But because in her head that such a thing was not possible, she even laughed at the thought of it. It wasn't possible. She could not accept such a word. Where do we find this? If we go to Genesis, Genesis 18, we find that when Sarah realized what was being said about her life, that she's going to carry a child, she laughed. She could not believe it. She laughed. It was so funny, so strange to her that the only thing she could do was to laugh. Right? So she couldn't believe it. That is Genesis 18 verse 15. Then Sarah denied saying, I laughed not for she was afraid. And he said, nay, but you did laugh. She laughed because she thought of her age. If you read the whole of Genesis 18, when God visited Abraham and Sarah overheard the conversation that Abraham was having with God, that she would carry children. Even if she was old and well stricken in age, she laughed. Why was she laughing? Because she was not standing in position. She could not understand the word that was being delivered to her. And because she could not understand it, she ended up making her own plan to say, okay, I can't have children. I'm going to give my slave to Abraham so that I can at least have a child through my slave. The second person that we know was not standing in position is Abraham himself, right? This is the topic of today. Abraham and Sarah did not have a specific strategy whatsoever when they heard the message that they were going to be having seeds, millions, like the stars of the sky. They did not believe it, right? Let's go to Genesis 21 and see more of what happened after finally God had visited Sarah and given her fruit of the womb what did she finally decide to do right let's go to genesis 21 verse 6 and she said who should have said unto abraham that sarah should have given children suck for i have borne him a son in his old age now god has remembered sarah sarah now has a child she's now happy Every mistake that she ever made is now forgotten. But now we find another problem. Now that Sarah has been blessed, now that she has a child of her own, she has forgotten. She has forgotten all the pain that she went through. She has forgotten all the shame that she carried because she doesn't have a strategy. She's not standing in position. She's not watching upon the words of the lord that were spoken upon her life she is the master of her own life 
So we go to Genesis 21 verse 9. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham mocking. Um, Verse 10. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this born woman and her son, for the son of this born woman shall not be an heir with my son, Isaac. You see, she's back to her carnal way of thinking. This is how we become weak as human beings when we reduce our thinking to the carnal level without watching upon what God is saying in our lives. Again, this time around, she sends Hagar and her son picking. But still, on Genesis 21 verse 11, it says, And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. So Abraham did not like this one bit. He did not like the fact that Sarah was saying, This bond woman and her son must go out. He did not like it. But he failed to stand in position. He failed to stand on the word of God that said even this child of Sarah, of Hagar, was also going to be one of the blessings of Abraham. And God said unto Abraham, Genesis 12 verse 21 verse 12, sorry, Genesis 21 verse 12. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Right? And also of the son of the born woman will I make a nation because he is also your seed. That is Genesis 21 verse 13. Now Abraham was troubled. He was troubled by all these plans that Sarah was making. His son was going to be sent out. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and he sent Hagar into the wilderness. He sent her away with bread and water. Again, Hagar finds herself in another difficult situation in the wilderness with a child this time. But after a while, Hagar's water and bread was spent. It was finished. She didn't have a plan now. So she decided, okay, there's nothing else I can do. I've been chased away. I'm just going to put this child under one of the shrubs and wait for him to die. This is how dreadful the situation had become. All because of Sarah who could not stand in position. And Abraham who had agreed to taking Hagar as a wife in the first place without watching upon the word of the Lord. So Hagar is there heartbroken and the son is also crying and praying until God heard the cries of the child. God heard the tears of this child and God visited Hagar and said, Arise, lift up the lead and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. The word of God is still coming. The word of God is still standing, even in all this confusion. Brothers and sisters, sometimes life seems so, so haphazard. Life seems so impossible and it's so depressing but the word of god stands in the midst of all that depression in the midst of that moment where you feel defeated the word of god still stands in that moment where you are feeling weak the word of god still stands so 
if you understand how to stand in position if you understand what is your strategy you cannot be defeated because your spiritual ears are always sharpened your spiritual eyes are always sharpened even when the devil tries to bring a picture before you remember what happened when um, jesus christ was starting his ministry after the 40 days of prayer and fasting the first thing that the devil did was to show him things that he knew jesus would love to have jesus was hungry he was showing him stones that could be turned into bread he was showing him so many things and the same is us as we is with us in our lives the devil shows us what could be he knows what our weaknesses are he knows what we would love to have and he keeps showing it showing it to us showing it to us and we feel so defeated we feel so heartbroken we feel so empty but if we sharpen ourselves with the word of god if we stand in position if we stand on the word of god if we have a strategy to stand on the word of god nothing can defeat us nothing can take us down if our spiritual ears are sharpened if our spiritual eyes are sharpened the devil can bring whatever he wants to bring in front of us but we can come back to him with the word of god we can come back to him we can tell him where to get off if we know the word of god how can we do that if we're empty if we all we are thinking of are the plans of our day how i'm going to take my child to school how i'm now going to start making money with all this chaos around the world i'm not saying don't plan around your life i'm not saying don't take your kids to school don't take care of them do all of that but have a foundation to your life before you start your day before you do anything go into your world during the day find some few minutes 10 minutes five minutes read the word go into the word before you go to to sleep go into the word sharpen your spirit sharpen your spirit keep going sharpen your spirit because the times we are living in they are perilous times they are dangerous times they are times full of depression sickness hunger poverty all sorts of depressing things around us and it's not stopping anytime soon it's going to get worse and worse depending on which side of the word you are on which side of the word you're on the plague that was sent to the children of 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 uh, to, to the egyptians when the children of israel were in egypt they were plagues but they were not plagues to the children of israel they were plagues to the egyptians because the israelites were god's people they were standing on the word of god so if you are standing on the word of god whatever is happening out there the plagues the poverty the hunger you have to stand on the correct side of the word do you believe in the word don't just believe read it live it be it be the word of god speak it even because if you don't speak a quiet christian dies quiet this is a speaking thing the world was created by god by speaking your mouth is not there for you just to keep it to yourself or to say any other thing that you want but it is for you to create to speak life it is for you to bring out the power that is inside of you that god put inside of you you speak life you speak health you speak peace 
you speak healing to the finances you speak healing to people who are sick to your own body to your situation you speak healing to your land you speak but if you don't have the word inside of you what are you going to speak what is going to come out of your mouth that is going to change your circumstances for you that is going to lift you up out of that situation where you are feeling low now if you are there you have never accepted the lord uh, jesus christ as your personal savior i would like to invite you at this time on or in moment to take a prayer to make a decision to say god i want to live this life i want this strategy i want to use this strategy for my life i am calling on you i am inviting you to say this prayer with your mouth open your mouth confess it and mean it with your heart you say lord jesus i thank you for my life i thank you for this word I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you are the Lord and Savior of my life. Today I make a decision to give my life to you. Forgive my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I am now your child and I leave behind my life of sin. I cannot do it by myself. But I believe, Lord, you will help me to overcome the sin that clings so dearly to my life. In Jesus' name, I thank you for saving me. Amen. Right. So, as you are living your new life, you go into the scriptures, you build yourself up. You cannot do this thing on your own. It is by grace, it is by the grace through the word of God that we are able to live a life of righteousness. We don't make ourselves righteous, but the word sharpens us. From time to time, you will see yourself, you will no longer be able to do the things that you used to do. As you feed your spirit more with the word of God and leave things that feed your flesh. You need to distance yourself away from things that can corrupt your flesh. Now to those of um, us who are Christians already, I would just like to encourage us. There is so much happening around us. So much even on social media, it's easy to come across pornographic material. Even if you're not looking for it on the internet, on Facebook, there are flashes of these things being thrown to our faces wherever we go. I urge you as a Christian, you need to take the position to bring the word of God to the forefront. Let people have glimpses of the word of God from your timeline. I cannot tell you what to do with your timeline, with your social media, with uh, you know, with any other thing that you use to interact with people out there. I cannot. But I would like to encourage you. Imagine there is so much pornographic material around. There is so much um, violent material being shown on TV, being shown on social media. When do people get to see the word of God, if not through you? We are all called. Of course, there are those that are called into office, into the fivefold ministries, the pastors, the prophets, the teachers, the, the reverends. 
but we all have a duty to go out into the world as witnesses to share the gospel we are all called we might not be called to office but we are all called to share the message to share the good news so i would like to challenge you to do something with your life with your social media engage people with the word of god as much as the devil is doing in his own camp bringing all this filth in front of our eyes i also want to challenge you to bring the light before god the bible says a light cannot shine if it's under the table you are the light but right now you are sitting under the table how is the world supposed to see how are those that are lost supposed to be saved if you are hiding there yet you are the one every sunday we used to see you going to church every monday or wednesday we used to see you going to cell group now that the churches are facing restrictions you are there hiding not doing anything waiting to see when the churches are going to be opened again you are the church you are the temple of god don't be hiding under the table come out share the word of god share the message whatever the chance you have share the message the days are evil we need to redeem the time right so i would just like to close but before i close i just want to pray i know there are so many people that are feeling heartbroken so many people that are sick people are facing so many issues some don't have homes some have their loved ones who are sick some have lost their income but we know God can do something in the midst of your situation in as much as you are going to do your duty of having a strategy hiding yourself in the word of God God is also there for you God we don't serve a God who doesn't hear us who doesn't understand us so i just want to pray father in the mighty name of Jesus Lord, I pray for the brother, I pray for the sister that is listening to this message. I pray that you intervene in their situation. I pray for healing for those that are sick, whatever disease, whether it's diabetes, whether it's heart problems, whether it's COVID-19, whatever sickness that is in their body. I rebuke it and bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak healing from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I I release healing to whoever is under the action of my voice. I speak healing right now. Every disease in the mighty name of Jesus be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, unto the broken-hearted, you have sent me to set the captives free to comfort those that are broken-hearted. I speak peace. I speak peace in the midst of all these troubles. I speak peace. Is they hide themselves in the word of God. Father, your anointing of peace is going to cover them. They are going to be like the children of Israel in Egypt. All these plagues, all these problems around them shall not touch them. I speak it in the mighty name of Jesus. Those, Father, that don't have jobs, that don't have an income, I pray for open doors, open opportunities. Let them find creative ways of making money. It might not be a job, but it might be a business opportunity. I pray in the mighty name 
name of Jesus. I speak open doors, not under my own power, but under your own power. I cannot do anything. I'm just a human being. But you, Lord, you are the Lord who created the heavens and earth. I pray, oh God, that you move in their lives. I pray that you touch their lives. I pray that you heal their situations. I pray for open doors. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort that surpasses any understanding because Christ came that we might have peace such as there none exists in this world. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I hope that you've been blessed with this podcast and until the next episode, I hope you subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, goodbye.